Don't write this, don't read this, don't rate this, it's rubbish, don't, don't publish, publish this podcast. Hello and welcome once more to Don't Publish This Podcast with my best Mara, Mr. Anthony Arnott, and myself, Mr. Andrew Williams. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Hello, everybody. Hello. How's yourself? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Um, just uh, paid off my screen debt, so all is well in the world. Well, it's about, and I speak on behalf of ice cream drivers everywhere, time. Yeah. I did, um, no. though, buy ice cream on paying the debt, so I made it worth the journey. So he wasn't just coming for, like, the, the, the Ozies. He was coming for an extra ice cream sale as well. Oh, good. I tell you what it wasn't, though. It wasn't a party. <laughs> oh, Discuss. that might be the best segue I think we've ever had. Well played. Well played. Um, How did you find it? I asked you first. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm to and fro. Um, I didn't want to go with the obvious. Um, so I'll, I'll let you decide whether or not I did when you hear the story. Yeah. Um, I sort of had a quick reread of it um, earlier because it's it's a good couple of weeks since I wrote it, um, and I, and I've gone from thinking it's utter garbage to I'm sorry, I'm back again. So I was I was really confident at the point. Then I've read it and I thought, oh, maybe not. Um, but then I'll probably read it again and think, no, utter garbage, unpublishable. The point will be mine. Um, how about you? Um. Now, I feel like last episode, Chicken, Trees and Cricket, I put very little into it to the point where I feel like because of that on its own, I should have got the point. Um, So, and I feel like at the time of writing this, again, like you say, going back a couple of weeks, I feel even more so about this one. But... As it stands, it's three one to yourself in the series. So um um that is made that fact alone, that statistic, sorry, alone is making me very not confident about it, if that makes sense. It does. It's also making me feel very bad about my writing because I clearly put some effort into my stories and yet still they were the most unpublishable. <laughs> Well, that's that's the that's the flip side for me as well. Is that I've, I've particularly last week and and sorry last episode and this episode, this episode particularly. If I don't get the point, I'll I, it'll be me that'll be judging the mystery reader. If I'm being if that's how that's that's where we're going with this. Um. So yeah. So the mind's the flip side of that in the sense of if I'm putting very little effort in and people are saying this is this is good stuff, Anthony, then. Um, I need I need to start writing a novel or something. I need I need to start getting stuff out there. Well, speaking of flip sides, Indeed. to uh, segue again, should we toss the coin and see who's going to uh, read the tribe first? So the story first. Absolutely, let's. I've got a coin here. Shall I toss? Yeah, why not? This is in your hot little hands. It is heads or tails. Heads, because I've got one. Tails, because you haven't. Yeah. Right, let's let's get this over with. So, 
day, it wasn't a party, a fantasy tale. The kingdom of Bagalwath was a wonderful place, a veritable utopia. It was a land of peace, of architecture blended seamlessly with nature, a place where arts and culture were held in such high esteem as medicine and education, which themselves were light years ahead of anything on our earth. One day, everything changed. Zagal Bimbatov had more fruit in his garden than Marvin Hankybank, and he didn't want to share, even though Marvin had said please, which was usually sufficient in Bagalwath. Well, Marvin didn't like this act of selfishness one bit, and in protest, he sneaked onto Bimbatov's ample estate one night and stole away what he believed was a fair share of fruit. To cut a long story short, this act of theft splash vigilante justice, depending on your personal view, Mark the beginning of what Bagalwafers, as is the collective term, dubbed the Great Divide. Thereafter, two groups of Waffers, as is the shortened collective term, battled it out for control of the Great Kingdom, with power shifting back and forth over the years as they argued over various topics which impacted on day-to-day -day life, each side voted in by a majority of citizens. Those two groups, known as the Bimbles and the Pankies, could not agree on anything. Often, they disagreed just for the sake of disagreeing. Perhaps if once in a while they worked together, they might do something for the common good. Many hundreds of years of pointless arguments had passed, with the only real downside to living in Bagalwaf being the battle for power itself, when finally a genuine problem emerged. The kingdom of Zuzasloop had been jealous neighbours for centuries. Zuzasloop was far from as pleasant they had no talents in arts, culture, or architecture. The whole place smelled a bit funny, and the only coffee available was decaf. They were, however, great sorcerers, although ironically, the only spells they could conjure or could not conjure were exactly those that would solve those problems. Unable to solve them, they instead decided to teach the Bagalwafers a lesson for not appreciating what they had. We'll give them a real divide, King Zerpel had plotted with his greatest sorcerers. And so it was that they conjured a spell which sent a plague of flesh-eating locusts into Bagalwaf. As they weren't out-and-out -out murderers, there was, only, there was one way for the Waffers to save themselves, and King Zerpel was kind enough to inform them of this. The swarms would only attack people who were in large social groups. Hmm, the leaders of the opposing groups had said in unison, before finally agreeing on a plan of action for the first time ever. Both the Bimbles, who were in power at the time, and the Pankies agreed that public gatherings of any kind would be banned. People could stay safely within their homes, and as long as they didn't mix, they would be safe. Hopefully, if they waited things out long enough, the locusts would die off. It had sounded like a great plan, and the public agreed. I think it's a great plan, said Damona, a high-profile pop singer, during an interview on Loose Bagglewaffers. The equally loose presenters had also agreed. The public, upset as they were with the situation, celebrated joyously at their governing body finally working together. Perhaps this could be the dawn of a happy new era. You know, it really could have been. If only people had done as they were told. Well, actually, the people did 
do as they were told. The Bimbles, though, had other ideas. Over a Teams meeting, seriously, Microsoft is everywhere, the party members had all complained at how bored they were. I have an idea, Jessington Blimpwaist had said. Why don't we have a business meeting? I'm sure we have lots to discuss, and that way the locusts won't eat us. Great idea, someone else had piped up. It's Zara Smithwinkle's birthday that day as well. Ooh, I'll bring some cake, suggested Bogger Wamperhurst. Don't forget some alcohol, added Poople Crambutton, the leader of the Bimbles. The very next day, they held a very important business meeting. That they discussed four minutes of business and spent the rest of the time drinking wine, eating cakes and dancing to 80s pop classics was irrelevant. The locusts were suitably confused. The Bimbles congratulated themselves on an excellent meeting and booked in another date. Unfortunately for the Bimbles, Jessington Blimpwaist had got a little carried away and recorded a video which she sent to her sister-in-law who showed it to her brother who was a staunch panky. Unsurprisingly, the story was leaked and outrage ensued. It's an outrage, the leader of the pankies, Jimothy Gumble, had said in annoyance during a live broadcast of a team's debate. Debate? It wasn't a party, Crambutton had retorted. You're living in a fantasy world, came the reply. On went the argument, the public furious with what they viewed as a betrayal, support for the pankies ever growing. That was until the leak of another video, again via Blimpwaist's sister-in-law, but this time in the opposite direction. It turned out that they too had held a very important business meeting. Their meeting had cheese and wine and joy and laughter, and of course, serious business discussion. The pankies' support began to diminish. The poor waffers were left with a choice between two evils, having been let down by everybody whose job it was to safely govern the kingdom. The locusts, initially confused, watched on with interest. They heard the arguments of the pankies and bimbles. They listened intently to the points made by the gen general public via social media. After a suitable period of deliberation, they came to a decision. <laughs> it wasn't a party, <laughs> laughed the chief locust sarcastically, before issuing the command for his minions to begin their feast. They devoured the bimbles, and then, when they were done, they ate the pankies for dessert. Every last one. And then, their appetites insatiable, they ate the rest of the waffers for good measure. The utopian kingdom of Bagelwaff was no more. Tremendous. <laughs> and not what you would think I would write about with that title, like completely away from the obvious. But still... Fantastic. Completely unpublishable. <laughs> and your story, category, genre, is? So my It Wasn't a Party is in the Western genre. Oh. It wasn't a party, a western. The cowboy with an arrow in his hat looks at you with a sheepish expression. It wasn't a party, he tells you. It was just a small gathering. You're suspicious and ask if it was such a small gathering. Why, or oh why, did they hire out the village hall? The preacher tells you that it was originally a meeting between the village people as in the people of the village, not the group. 
You ask why there was booze involved at the meeting. The sheriff laughs and tells you that they have a little drink at every village meeting. You tell them that you've been to village meetings before and there was never any booze involved in those. The tycoon applies her lipstick and tells you that they do, but that you always leave early before they start pouring the drinks. Besides, she says, you don't like a drink. You say that you do and ask why there was so much singing and dancing going on if it wasn't a party. The saloon girl says she sings and dances wherever she goes. In any case, I'd only just got there. This sparks a thought in your mind as you say, if this wasn't a party, like you all say, how come people were still coming in after 10 o'clock? The guy dressed up as a cactus said it was because he'd still been applying spikes to his costume and had missed the bus he was hoping to catch. You are about to ask another question when a gunslinger steps forward from the posse and confesses. Sorry, sugar, this was a party. In fact, it was a surprise party for you. The truth is, we all just got caught up in the organising excitement of it that we just darn forgot to invite you. You look at the crowd and they all wear apologetic expressions on their faces. They all say sorry to you. And as you leave the village hall, you turn back and say, just one more question. Why are you all dressed like that? I bloody hate Westerns. And that's it. <laughs> was rather suck thing to wasn't it? Yes. And for that reason, didn't go on too long. And I think you could see that being published uh, in a newspaper as a short story. Um, what very newspaper, good. What self-respecting newspaper would publish that? Matter of a star. Um, yeah, so... Where do we begin with those two <laughs> stories? <laughs> where, indeed. I mean, this this was a... It was a week, wasn't it? It was a day. It was... It was... The hell of an episode, this one. Sure was. I mean, I'm sure you... Um, no, I'm going down... I was about to say something really good. No, sorry, I'm going down the wrong uh, rabbit hole there. So oh, I'm sure you were pleasantly surprised by just how on the nose my story was um, in terms of it wasn't a party. And I completely, yes. you know, didn't at all, obviously, do any kind of COVID party references at all. No, no. Um, I picked up on your... that. That was, that, was, that was beautifully done. Intricate. Intricately weaved in, like mm. a master craftsman. I think that cut out there, so I'm good. <laughs> For anyone who missed it, Andrew said, who's drunk? Um, yours, though. Right. Yeah, a Western. Yeah. A Western. And, and and he did something that we like to do. You, you, you made it a Western, but not a Western. I have to have... I've, I've, I made notes for once, okay? Oh, here we go. I'll, I'll go chronologically. So first note I made was, was the arrow in the hat, and I thought the imagery. You know, you picked up a lot on my imagery last week. Again, now it's you. Your words are painting this picture, and it's wonderful. Um, I like the way the dialogue kicked on early doors, you know, with the question, you know, with the question about it being a party, early doors, you're in there. You got the village hall in and the preacher. 
Can I ask, was that influenced by a wonderful Western story you've heard before, perhaps set in Barton in the Beans? I feel like um, the, the two points that you just you brought in there are both inspired by yourself. Um, a published author, I might add. Yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense of you've had those in, in like in your stories in the in the past. Um, I've had village halls in the past, but not necessarily in the Western one. I don't think. Um, the pasta. I'll be honest with you. I kind of came up with the idea. This is this is why my story is uh, unpublishable. By the way, it's not a Western, as you just quite rightly pointed out. Um, it's also. It's also not a party, is it? It's not a party. Publishable. No. Twist. Clever. It is a party. Sorry. No, it is a party. Did you not hear the, the last line? Exactly. Yeah, but, but it's in relation to the title. So what you've done is, I'll explain myself better. Yeah. So it's called, it's supposed to be a Western, and it's not supposed to be a party. And what you've cleverly done is you've switched that around. <laughs> and it, you think it's a Western, but it isn't. And you think it's not a party, but it is. And I just think I you blow my mind on it. What I did was I Googled stereotypical Western characters. I got the gunslinger, I got the tycoon, I got the saloon girl, I got the preacher, I got the sheriff, and I just took them all together. And then I thought, well, you usually see cactuses as well, or cacti. So get that guy in as well. Someone dressed up as a cactus. Boom. I enjoyed that. Um, and what you've just described there is solid, solid research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I did enjoy, uh, I'd say, the guy dressed as a cactus being late because he was applying his spikes was wonderful. And the fact that he missed his bus to be there, just bringing it back again, grounding it in that reality, which creates that delightfully, as you'd say, weaved comic spin um, you don't get buses in westerns exactly grounding it in reality and that's what we do that's the comic twist and that's why it's so publishable I think the gunslinger coming at the end with that twist of you know it is a party it was your party we forgot to invite you to the party ah, I, I just think that was so cleverly done that I wish I could go back in time and make that point to the mystery reader So anyway, <laughs> we're not to your story. In fact, no, I've got a few kind of like honesty things here to 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 bring to the to the table. Um, I genuinely, when it came to your story, I genuinely got lost quite early on. Good, because I don't know if you did this on purpose, but a lot of the names of both people and places I was confused um and, and I get that this is kind of like kind of building a, a defense for you to say that this is why it's unpublishable but yeah I generally got lost I wrote down <laughs> waffle three times excellent I um I got uh, I snapped back into it when um you mentioned 80s pop classics. That was yeah. That was that was that was good. I like, like that. That was that. That's not back back into it. Um, but for the majority of the time, I've been watching. When you were telling your story, I was watching across the road to see what the guy across the road has been watching on his telly. I think it's a World War Two documentary. He's got a big telly. By the way. 
to summarise, congratulations, <laughs> Andrew. You are four one up, and you've won the series. Not up to me, though. Not up to me. But as I did, as I was jotting down, like I said, I nearly. Uh, well, you started off so strong. The phrase "veritable utopia." I thought I've won. Yes, get in. And then it went on and on and on. And then I wrote Waffle three times. And I thought, has he done this on purpose? Is he deliberately trying to tie the mystery reader and myself up in nuts? Although I did also make a note of, sorry, that this needs, and this is for you, all you listeners as well, this story of yours this evening needs several re-listens, I feel. I feel like there's layers in there that I've, I've not been able to pick up on on first listen. <laughs> No, no, I no. Like I, think it needs, I feel like it's it depth. Needs characters. needs that dialogue. This is the worst story I've ever written. There's not really a story. It's like a, a, a history of rubbish. There's, 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 you forget who the characters are. You have about a line each. It Crucial is... He wrote that one down. Yeah, I wrote that one down. Who is he? Who is that one? I don't even know. I can't remember. Marvin Hunky Punk. Yeah, I just thought I'd yeah, I didn't want to make it too political, you see, so I just thought I'd best throw in some silly names. Yeah, I get you. I, I see what you've done. I see what you've done. So I was at the as I was kind of like, as I said at the right at the beginning of this episode, I was very not confident. I'm really not confident now because I feel like you've just you've you've cleverly weaved this together, but then I'm gonna curse myself like on on in future listens, I'm going to curse myself because it's so detailed and layered and deep as writing goes, as literature goes. I'm going to go, man, this is actually like, this is this has got something behind it. Do you know what I mean? But it's also, you're probably going to get the point and therefore the series win. You cleverly made a rubbish story. I really hope we get some listens after this week. <laughs> Maybe we should have done this last where did, you, where did the inspiration for yours come from, by the way? I'll tell you the inspiration for mine if you tell me the inspiration for yours. So I was really trying to think of how I could write a story called It Wasn't a Party without referencing at all the recent pandemic. Um, might not be recent if you listen to this in 10 years' time, um, but there was a pandemic in like 2020. Um, and I was like, I don't want to mention that. Um, I'm I'm sort of you know contractually obliged in my profession and as, as a children's author as well to, to not kind of give away any political kind of like who who does he vote for? So I was like I've got to really stay clear of this. And then I was like I, I don't have any ideas, so I'm just going to have to do it. So the the, the utter silliness was just to completely hopefully um, make it neutral and just show how rubbish all politicians are, rather than me siding with one lot of rubbish. See, I told you it'd be deep. I told you it would have layers. I told you it would it would there would there would be it would be ground in in something something more something something tangible. That I didn't have an idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how publishable you are. It's not your story that's that's publishable. It's you, Andrew. And your inspiration. So I feel like um you mentioned this. At the very first episode of this series that historical i think was the genre that you said is the one that we kind of like struggle with um i disagree i feel like it's western that i struggle with the most and mm-hmm. um, so last series go back and listen folks the western episode i 
put every single possible Western cowboy reference into that from Back to the Future Part 3 to... I don't know what, I can't think of it. I, literally, Texas, Texas Pete from Super Ted, like, and everything in between. Um, the, the, that's, that, so I used up all of my cowboy Western knowledge in that story. So the reason that my story this evening, my It Wasn't a Party, is so unpublishable is because the only inspiration, or apart from your your own writing, Andrew. Um, the, the thing that inspired me the most for this was, um, I'm loath to say, a Gavin and Stacey episode where they have a Western-themed party. <laughs> now, if you know me at all, you will know that there are three things that I hate. One is mushrooms. Agreed. Two is snakes. And three is Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> Do you know what? All of this is moot. Hopefully not mute. It is moot. Because what the mystery reader thinks is what really matters. So shall we crack on and find out? Let's. Here we go. So the mystery reader says... I really liked the Western one. So on the basis that it's the one you wouldn't publish, I'd say don't publish the fantasy one. Well, I can't say, as I'm surprised I got the points this week, because that is the worst thing I've ever written, and I was quietly confident. Um, but in terms of the series, yay! Congratulations! Hooray. Thank you. I was waiting for that, but I thought I was going to have to congratulate myself. Well, maybe when, when you know, when, when we stop recording, you can do whatever you want to yourself. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I mean, there's no coming back from from this. You cannot snatch defeat from the jaws of victory on this one, Andrew. No, no, I nearly did last time. But can you can you snatch any any pride, any you know, self respect from from the last couple of stories? You think a four three make it respectable? No. I am yeah. um, too good a writer. I am. I'm well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in short, the two that are remaining are quite like, <laughs> like I'm. I'm not. Um, uh, I've. I, I think over the course of the series, I feel like I've struggled more to to make them unpublishable because I've just been enjoying it so much. Um. And the two that remain kind of like epitomise that, probably not, and the philanthropics. So, yeah. oh yes, oh I've just remembered what the last two are. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, can I just say that is the most self-congratulatory losing speech I think I've ever have ever heard. My stories were just far too wonderful to win this podcast for which I decided the purpose, but have ultimately failed. But congratulations on your wonderful stories. Thanks. And completely missing your own point. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I should probably try and be a little bit more um, modest. So That's not you, Andrew. Congratulations, uh, Big Ed. You uh, somehow have, have struck 
gold when it comes to this this formula of ours. How 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 do you make how do you how do I write so poorly? Yeah. Well, the thing is, apart from today's, I thought the others were quite good, <laughs> but apparently not good enough. Um, I think, yeah, I just think I. Hang on, do you hope... mean good as in like genuinely good, or good as in unpublishable good? Like could could be unpublishable. You mean like challenging? I enjoyed it much like yourself. I thought you know what I've I've you know I allowed myself a chuckle at a couple of my own stories and you know I hope the leader leader the reader was was suitably entertained. Uh, my hope is that other than just being an absolutely awful writer and I should stop right away, that I've been able to write some relative apart from this week relatively entertaining stories, um, which have just enough of a smattering of unpublishableness to obviously make them unpublishable. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> I kind of, in that statement there, I, I was reminded of your story in the sense that I just got a little, <laughs> little bit lost and started thinking about something else. Well, I think on that then, it's probably a good time to end before I lose any more listeners of ours. Please, <laughs> please, please do join us next week. I promise it won't be as bad again. Yes, and um, if you are listening, folks, please, please, please uh, rate, subscribe, and review us on Spotify. You can find us on all of the socials, including Facebook, Instagram, what the the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, brackets X, and Threads, if it's still about. So please, yes, please follow us. Please share. Please like. Please review. Please share. Please like. Please tell your friends. Tell. Please base it on previous episodes and not this one. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm off to the gymnasium. Ciao for now. You actually going to the gym? Ah, uh, yeah, look, I've got my gym gear on everything. Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's end there now, so we, so we can get off to the gym, folks. Ciao for now. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't write this. Don't read this. Don't rate this. It's rubbish. Don't publish this podcast.